Welcome to All Business, No Bull. Our special guest today is an amazing person. She's an entrepreneuse, she's a public speaker, and she's also a pharmacist. She's best known currently as being the founder and CEO of Nutripia, the wonderfully talented Annabelle Salam. Good morning, Annabelle. Good morning. Annabelle, did I mispronounce your last name? Salam? No, it was perfect. Let, let me ask you this. How did you get into uh, into nootropics? Uh, it started at the, when I was at the, uni at the university. I was consuming a lot of coffee because I wanted to get more productive. And that was at, um, at the med school because in France, you have to do first med school, then you go in a pharmacy school. And it's a really, really complicated contest. And uh, where only 5% of person are selected. So what are you doing? You want to be at the top of your performance, but you need to take something. So the only things I could take was coffee. But with the coffee, I had a little, uh, a lot of, uh, I was with jittery, I had jittery, I was stressed, and it was really bad for me and for my, uh, for my health. So I was looking all of the time for a different product, but never find one. But I was saying, okay, it's gonna be better in the future when I will be when I will be working. It's gonna be okay. I won't stress anymore. And I started working. And when I worked, it was a disaster. Everyone was consuming coffee, and everyone was stressed. And I was like, oh my god, will I destroy my health all of all of my life? I can't. And I know what I want. I want to be at the top of of my performance. And for that, what do you, you what do you need? need to have energy. You need to stay relaxed and not stress. You need to have a lot of memory and you need to stay focused sometimes when you are on a difficult task. So I want, I knew what I wanted. So I started calling different people and after 500 person I've called, I understood that everyone wanted Yes, 500. It was really, it took me three months and I was uh, going into different Facebook groups and uh, asking uh, asking uh, some interviews with people I didn't know. And everyone were telling me the same things. We want natural products. We want to be at the top of our performance, but healthily. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know. I've done six years of pharmacy school. There's plenty of plants. Let's look for some plants that are going to give me everything we want. And that's how Neurotropia is born. Then I learned and I discovered the Neurotropics, what is it, and then adaptogens. And it was crazy. I was like, it's perfect. It's exactly what we need. A product that is healthy and that can improve memory, that can improve uh, your concentration, make you calm. And at the same time, that is giving you some energy. It's crazy. I think millions of people can identify with your journey. I remember when I was a student, I was taking caffeine pills and the caffeine pills would keep me awake, but I was like a zombie after a while. And so it kept me awake, but I had no mental, no real mental capacity to absorb any, any additional information. And what you're also doing is a very healthy thing for society because other kids, you know, they, they take drugs, they take things that they shouldn't be taking. We have also this problem here. It's uh, in France. We also have this problem. Some people are consuming uh, Ritalin and Modafinil, and this is not really healthy. It's absolutely not good if you don't have a real need. It's really not good. 
you find that your medical background helped you um, helped you put together this pro these products? Sure. If I wasn't a pharmacist, I couldn't have done it. It took me two years of research and development to develop a formula, to put a patent on it, to find the right lab uh, and the right manufacturers, to identify the good, the best quality plants. It was a real scientist, uh, scientist work. So without my, back, my uh, pharmacist background, impossible. And even I wanted to, you know, it's... Um, when you are not a pharmacist, you are not looking for the same things. You just want to have the effect, but you don't look inside of your plants if there's interaction between the, the different plants, if there's interaction in your body. And this is a work I've done. And I can see on the market, there's a, plenty of solutions, but really dangerous. And we don't know, we don't even know. Two weeks ago, I, I called the company and I told them, be careful, there's an interaction inside your own product. Be really careful. and they skipped my question and I, I, I called the CEO. I didn't uh, I didn't say that publicly. It was really for for the other people, but uh, for the consumers, it's dangerous. Yes. All of this testing that you did, did you do it by yourself or did you have a team? Um, I was alone at the beginning. Then I took different advisor, one neuroscientist as advisor, and he's advising me on all the difficult part of of uh, neuroscience. I took uh, an advisor also, someone with 20 years of experience in the um, food supplement industry, and he's an expert in plants. And he explained me that 90% of the uh, of, uh, raw material of plants are not what, what we are supposed. We buy something, but we receive a different product. 90% is not conformed, and this no one knows. And there's no, it's not mandatory to test the raw material. It's mandatory to say what is inside your product, but not to test it. So I took an advisor on this and also the, my university of pharmacy helped me a lot. And thanks to them, I, uh, I could have pushed uh, also a lot of uh, more of the scientist part. And after I did some partnership with uh, quality control uh, uh, companies to have even more tests. So yes. No. You're a medical professional. Uh, the testing of the product, uh, the patent, those, uh, those were all one set of skills, but putting together a business is quite a different set of skills. Did you have any business experience before this? I had a really big ex uh, business experience. So I had uh, both parts. I'm, I'm really strong in business and I'm really strong in uh, pharmacy, in uh, science. But I'm really not strong in operational stuff, logistic, supplying. So I took uh, an associate for this part. <laughs> He's really good for that. And also for the financial part. But I'm managing also the business. Uh, during my fifth year of pharmacy, uh, I've been, uh, it was supposed to be an internship, uh, a six month internship. But instead of that, I've started working for a company. It was, um, it was a startup company. And I was a business uh, developer for this company, and I was in charge to raise $5 million for this company. The COVID arrived, and the sister's company had a technology, and the technology was that they uh, took some chemistry and they put it in the textile, and after you can wash your, you can wash it, on, and after six, uh, 60, uh, 60, 
60 wash. Yes, sorry for my English. Uh, the chemistry was still inside of the textile. And this chemistry was antibacterial. And thanks to my uh, pharmacist knowledge, I, I told to the company, we were only like, there were only two founders and a little team. We were like something like five, really not a, not a lot of people. I, I've been to the founder and I told him, you should do mask. You know that your product is not only antibacterial, it's also antiviral. And if it's antiviral, and there is the COVID pandemic that is coming, and uh, you you can do mask, you can do antiviral mask. So he said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I pushed it a lot, and he said, okay, but all all of this will be on you. If we success, it's gonna be on you. But if we fail, it's on you. And I said, okay, let's go. I was 22, something like that. I said, okay, let's go. And so I managed the product development and we released the product in like something like two weeks. And can't even tell you how big it became. We sell worldwide. We're managing uh, millions of uh, masks sold. It was crazy. We didn't, we stopped, um, I stopped raising funds because we had many revenue. And after eight months, uh, the company did an IPO. So I had this big, big, big uh, business uh, business background. I just launched a product. I was managing all of the B2B parts, all of the B2B uh, partnership and a big, uh, really big uh, contract. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. So yes, and after I, <laughs> yeah, and after I came back to France, uh, because it wasn't in France, and I said, okay, maybe, maybe I should do a business school just, you know, to put the words on the words and to to have a stamp that is telling, yes, you know, business. So I came back in France and I did the number one uh, business school in France. It's called HEC uh, with Polytechnic, so HEC Polytechnic. And I did uh, an entrepreneurship uh, uh, master in business. And during uh, this uh, during this year, I launched No Chocha. This was before you studied pharmaceutical medicine? After. After my, uh, I did pharmacy, yeah, I did my pharmacy school, six years. And during my six years, I was at the business uh, school, uh, at the top business school in France. And uh, during the same period of time, I launched the company, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of things at the same time. <laughs> I, can, I can see that, I can see that. How did you manage at the time? I'm sure you're, you're not, at this point, you don't have a family, you're not married. So you pro you probably were able to focus a little bit better. Exactly, I don't have family, so I can focus on work, and uh, you know it's the, it's a moment for me to work a lot. And then when I will be thirty five, maybe I will work a little less. But I'm twenty now. I'm twenty six, and it's the moment. It's the moment. Did you? So I, I I'm taking it that you use the same lessons learned from your prior business experience with the textiles to raise money for to start Neutropia? Yeah, hopefully I already raised, uh, like didn't raise finally because I told you we decided finally to don't raise, but I had a uh, free letter of intent uh, in uh, something like four months. So it was really big. Uh, so I did all of the due diligence and I did all of this process. You know, I knew what was raising funds, who to, who to call on how you find investors also on how you differentiate yourself. I knew all of this stuff and how to present your project, everything. 
So it, it helped me a lot. When I wanted to raise funds for Neurotropia, I already knew what I had to do. And I had also a portfolio, a contact. I knew who to call. When you were raising funds for Neutropia, did you find yourself primarily uh, taking debt or giving away equity? Uh, we we did uh, both. We did both. And we make something really smarter. We are really happy with what we have done because uh, we had only 30% equity and 70% debt in the deal. In this deal, it's 70% debt, and it's not even debt. It's subventions and grants and stuff like that. But we could have uh, accomplished thanks to the to the, the other part that we have done in equity. So we are not a lot of uh, not a lot diluted, and it's important. And which funders don't know, but equity is really important at the beginning. You have to 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 keep your equity at the beginning of your company. When you launch a project or a project, you have to keep equity. But after, when you are scaling, give it, give your equity. You don't care. You don't care to have 100% of nothing. But at the beginning, it's the most, most, most complicated part. It's the moment you need to raise, but don't give too much. Are you still looking for investors? Not at the moment. Not now, but we will do another want in a few months but at the moment we uh, we need uh, more kpis we want uh, we want a few months of, yeah we need a few months to show good kpis to investors this is important and this if you don't know you are going to see investors with bad kpis or with uh, no kpis obviously they will take you a lot a little bit earlier you mentioned logistics and that's a subject dear to my heart because in the military I was a supply officer, so I know all about warehousing, logistics, uh, t uh, turnover rates, delivery times, and especially nowadays, it's becoming even more sophisticated. When, when you produce your, your product, your nootropics, do you do it on demand, or do you actually uh, have or contract with warehouses and all of the uh, logistical mechanisms? It's a, it's a really smart question. Unfortunately, we can do it on demand, uh, but uh, order in advance, and then we took uh, two. Uh, we took uh, between six and eight weeks to um, to produce uh, the product, and then we have it and we sell it. Uh, but uh, what we did to launch the company is we, that we made pre-orders, so we get the funds first, then we launch the manufacturing process. Then we received the product and we gave it. So it's uh, it was a good thing to launch for company. So you're contracting out as much as possible. And rather than having the costs of, uh, of, of warehousing and distribution, you do it, I wouldn't say necessarily on a uh, as-needed basis, but you have the pre-order so that you have an idea of what your demand is ahead of time. Exactly. You know how much uh, to order, how many to order, and uh, it's perfect. And because it's also pre-orders, people are not, are okay if you take times. It's okay. We had some delay, and it was okay. It was okay. We announced uh, the delay, and clients are, are okay with that. Do you currently have any partners? Uh, so we have a manufacturer uh, as a partner, and also different suppliers, yes. Is most of your business currently online or 
do you also uh, have, let's say, a almost like a storefront operation? At the moment, we are only online, but uh, we are going to be in some pharmacy uh, in two months, and we are currently looking for different pharmacies to do some deal. We will just start in a few pharmacy uh, with some friends just to have some feedbacks, to know how to put the product uh, on the, you know, it's different. Every canal is different. On this one, pharmacy is really different. Main, which pop-up we need to do, where you, we need to be in the pharmacy, what uh, we need to say to pharmacy so they can easily sell. And this is something uh, we are doing with some friends. And when we are ready, we are going to see directly some groups of pharmacies. So it's going to be in all, uh, in all of the country uh, directly. And then uh, what we would like to do, maybe what we think is uh, we have a lot of people that are, uh, that are asking for product in the US. We have a big demand in the US. So we are already looking uh, for some warehouse in the US. Uh, so maybe we can uh, directly uh, sell and uh, open a new, a new country. So you're, you're currently your sales are not just within France then? You're also selling outside of France to include the United States? No, today we sell in France, in Switzerland and uh, Portugal. Uh, so many in Europe, we didn't close all, uh, only to France, but uh, we opened to different countries in Europe. Uh, and uh, I think we are going to open the US in a few months. It's, gonna, it's going to be fast. I think in one month or two months, we are going to open the US also. Because we have a lot of people on traffic that, uh, that are coming from the U.S. and we don't even understand because we have done nothing in the U.S. We, we didn't advertise our products in the U.S. This is the first thing I'm doing for the U.S. So it's really crazy. But we have a lot of traffic from the U.S. I think 30% of our traffic for, on the website is from the U.S. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because because it's really different. Mentality are different. You are already aware of nootropics. You are already consuming that, that kind of product. Uh, you take care of your, of your health and you are willing to pay for your health. Europe is really different. Europe is, and France is really different. They don't want to pay for their health because we have a big insurance in France. So they are, the willingness to pay is really different. They don't know functional food. They don't know about functional ingredients and stuff like that. It's really not no. They don't know about biohacking. And it's really big in the US. And biohacking is crazy. It's something really good. But we don't know that in France. We don't know about nootropics and adaptogen. It's really new. So it's really different. Markets are really different. You know what? You're going to do so well when you bring your product to the United States. I mean, I, I'm not looking into a crystal ball. I, I can't tell you with absolute certainty, but you're going to do very well because I think you touched on something that was very important. The, the mentality, the American mentality is different. And also since the fact that we don't have uh, the same kind of, uh, of government or socialized medicine, it's going to make a big difference. What you were saying earlier though, two light bulbs went on above my head. One regarding how do you brand, and then uh, the other, um, what was the other thing I was thinking about? You see, at age 57, I sometimes even forget where I park my car. Um, distribution. But let us let me ask you, I'll, I'll remember the distribution, but let me ask you first, how do you brand uh, Nootropia? Okay. 
uh, in the coffee, uh, it's more, uh, it's a coffee alternative in the US. In France, it's a productivity shot or food supplement that improve your concentration and your memory. We can have the same uh, message in the US and in France. In France, people, we tried, we tried productivity shot. We made a lot of mistakes. I'm telling you all of my mistakes, it's okay. At the beginning, we, st uh, we tried uh, coffee alternatives in France, didn't work. Didn't work at all. People were telling us, yeah, but uh, I prefer to, to have my coffee and stay with my jittery. And we were like, okay. Then uh, we tried productivity shot but French people don't want to get productive. They are not interested into that. So it fails also. And what started to work, I was like, okay, so market is still, it's not, uh, they don't know all of that product. Everything I was telling you, they don't know all of that. So let's get back to basic. What is it? It's a food supplement. And in the US, really different. It's not sexy to say, I'm a food supplement for concentration but it's sexy to say I'm a coffee alternative and I will provide you creativity. I'm gonna, going to be healthy for you. Don't worry, you are, if you take me, you're going to be healthy and also to have everything you need in just one shot. Be like that, it's not the same. If you give me permission, I think you, in terms of your branding, I think you left out what I, what I think is probably the most important element of your branding. That's you. It's you. I've seen you speak in videos before gatherings. Yeah. And I think that my personal opinion is that in the same way that people now know me as Don Carlos, I think that you are, are have become the face of nootropia. And it's you, you, the, the, you project yourself very, very well. And I think that you're, very, you're a very likable person, especially when you're wearing your white coat, you know? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I haven't talked about that, but uh, uh, I'm the face of Neurotropia and uh, we have been uh, already on the TV. Uh, we have done uh, some uh, Parisian uh, uh, comedy club uh, that, uh, that was a special uh, night uh, showcase for different brands. And I was one of them yeah, in the top, uh, top 10 uh, uh, startup companies uh, of the moment. They called me and said, okay, there's going to be 1000 person tonight and we want you to talk and to tell us about your story. And I was like, oh my God, 1,000 person, let's go. <laughs> so yes, we are, we are doing a lot of uh, video events and I'm already, I'm already talking to everyone. And they know me and uh, when was it? It was like two nights ago, I've been to an event and uh, I knew no one, like I, I came and it was uh, Rangis, it's the place where all of the food uh, is, um, like it's a big logistic platform in France. All of the food is going to Rangis and then is distributed in all of the France. Uh, they had an incubator I've been to because they had an event. And when I came, I knew no one, but everyone came to me like four or five person came to me and said, oh, you're Annabelle from Neurotropia. I know you, I know you from Lindia. Oh, I know you from some videos. Oh, I saw you on the TV. I was like, yeah, it's me, thanks. <laughs> so yes. I'm almost sure that once we publish this interview, I'm going to probably get some questions and probably you too, about how can I get involved? Now, before we get to that question, I'm sure that one of the other questions is, will be that 
uh, are there any legal medical slash legal uh, con- uh, changes or things that would have to be taken into account to bring a French uh, medical product? I don't know if this is classified as a medical product from France to the United States for sale. Do you know if there's any research that needs to be done or have you already looked into that? Yes, yes, obviously. Um, so the regulation in France is uh, you have to get uh, an authorization from the government to uh, put your product on the market. So you just uh, uh, you send a paper and you are telling everything you had in, in you have inside your product, everything, every mention you are putting on the on the stickers, everything. You need to tell everything. And after when you have the authorization in France, it's really easy to get in different countries. You just have to say. Oh, I'm also in France. Can I get in uh, Switzerland? And they're saying, oh, you're already authorized in France. Okay, it's uh, it's okay. So it's really easy after. And in the US, it's really different. You just have to say to the FDA, hey, I'm going to sell this product. And that's it. You don't have any answer. You just have to do it. Uh, you just have to declare your product. You just have to say it's going to be sold in uh, the US. It's a food supplement. So it's classified as a food supplement. And that's it. And if you are doing mistakes or I don't know what, the FDA can call you. But uh, I don't know. I think because of the French regulation, in all of the case, we need to stay really like this. So it's going to be okay. All right. I'm, I, so another question popped up in my mind, and I'm not sure if you thought about this. but And if you don't, do, don't know, that's okay too. But it's, there's a history in the United States that's been very popular of doing something like multi-level marketing in regard to supplements, in regard to these kinds of products. For example, you let's say that you found Nootropia US, okay? You are the president, and now you have several distributors who uh, will receive a residual of the people that they get to, do, to sell the product, and then they likewise have an incentive to go out and increase the size of their team. And so uh, everyone who sells, they'll get something, but you, the, the residuals come upward to you. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's something we can do. Uh, what I'm thinking is first we go and we just open the sales, the sales and we see what is happening. And then we already were in touch with a uh, with team, uh, William really big person in the US, let's say that uh, entrepreneurs in the US really known, really known big companies. They contacted us a few months ago and they asked us to do some licensing in the US and we were willing to do that. But unfortunately, one of the the guy who wanted to build the team in the US and create a a subsidiary company in the US told us, listen, I'm doing an exit currently, so I don't have the time, but maybe maybe later on the, so we're more thinking about these formats. First, we start opening our sales. We do something to, we are working on the awareness of uh, our brand in the US and when the American market will be aware of us, I think we are going to open a subsidiary um, company in the US with an American team directly because as we said, European people and American people are different we don't think the same it's uh it's okay it's like this so i think that an american team will lead way better 
the market, uh, the European, uh, the US market, then I will do. And it's okay. It's okay. When my wife and I were raising our daughter, Rebecca, we made the decision that from the very beginning to form her, to put her on a path that would make her a very strong person. Because we realized that in this world, women are not always treated uh, as equals. When you were coming up with your, in, in, in your entrepreneurial journey, did you ever feel that you were unjustly treated or treated differently because you're a woman? Yes, I had some reflection, uh, even with investors, you know, once uh, I've been to a meeting with an investor and he told me, oh, this is a nice WhatsApp pictures to raise funds. What do you mean? Tell me, tell me, what do you mean? Because it was just a, a picture. I was in, I was uh, just in a dress and uh, with some friends, nothing special. It was not, uh, I don't know. And I told him, uh, you know, that you're not supposed to say this kind of stuff. And uh, and if it's for that, I don't want your money. And I left. So yes, I had some of this, but uh, after I'm really strange on this also. I don't I don't put a lot of energy in that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a woman, but I don't care. Let's do just do the same. I I don't think okay. I'm a girl, so maybe I'll, I may be treated differently, but I don't even care. And I'm just doing my stuff, and that's it. Um, yeah, I'm not looking for woman prices or anything. I'm just building a company. I'm doing something good for the society. I just want to put um, to. Uh, I just want people to have well-being and uh, to be uh, to take care of of their mental well-being at work. And that's all. And that's all. I think that was an issue more for my generation than for your generation. Although I do think that uh, still sometimes people discriminate on the basis of age. If I go into a bank, for example, looking for funds, people are going to treat me differently because they see the gray hair or no hair, you know. But uh, if a 25-year-old goes into a bank, they might be thinking, whether they vocalize it or not, uh, are you too young? Uh, do you have the funds? Do you have experience? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was really complicated. Let's say that I started the company, I was 23, 24, and uh, yeah, I was alone. I was a, a woman, as we said. It was really complicated. No one wanted to trust me, and we were like, yeah, you're too young. You're, it's, uh, you're only dreaming. No, I'm not dreaming. I'm going to do that. So you follow me or you don't follow me, but I'm going to do that. And uh, I had a lot of issues with uh, at the beginning to open just a bank account. It's just open a bank account was a uh, was really complicated for me, and I had to uh, to find a a bank di uh, director that said to another bank, no, 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 she she's good, like you can take her. It was crazy. I really love what you just said. There was a, a very famous American general in the Second World War. His name was General Patton, and he said something almost exactly like you just said right now. He said either. Lead me, follow me, or get out of the way. I think the two of you come from the, are cut from the same cloth. But let me let me ask you this uh, in conclusion. I'm sure that when we publish this, there are going to be people who uh, there are going to be people, distributors, investors, uh, etc., who would love to get in contact with you. What would be the best way for them to 
to get into contact with you? They can contact me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's easy for everyone. Uh, so they don't have to get my emails or my email. That is uh, Annabelle uh, Arbas. <laughs> get notes.com. They can contact me by email and uh, we are willing uh, to um, anything like uh, like we, like I said, I'm always listening to opportunities and then we see if it's a win-win, let's do that. Why not? Why not? As well as your website, of course. You have a wonderful website. It's both in French and in English. Yes, it's uh, in French and in English. Thanks. <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, Annabelle, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Uh, it was very gracious of you to give us your time. Thank you very much. Our special guest for today, Annabelle Salem, founder and CEO of Nootropia. CS and Don Carlos, uh, no, all business, no bull. Send us your questions, your comments, and your likes. Thank you so very much. Bye-bye.